Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet, and on this month's Beast Report, we've got Kim as always, and with us we've got Jeannie Neiman. So, Kim, I'm going to let you take it over and have fun. Great. Well, welcome, Jeannie. This is a very cool year. One of our new ambassadors for the year, and you just are having a great time and having a lot of fun. So much energy that you bring to the events and. We're just really having a fun time having you as one of our ambassadors. And so I thought what we do, great. I thought what we do is um, go ahead and just kind of jump in with the Beast Report questions, and you can expand on them if you want, and, um, and we'll just jump in if that sounds good. Sounds great. Great. Well, what was your first OCR race, and what made you decide to try it? Well, I uh, many years ago, when uh, Spartan came to Washington, they came into Washougal, a friend of mine and I, we trained together, and we were kind of looking for things that were new to go try. And we saw an advertisement that said, come and do this Spartan mud race down in Washougal, and they were advertising just crazily all around our area. And I thought, all right, well, let's go give this a whirl. And so we got up at 5 o'clock in the morning and drove all the way down there and did that race. Beautiful weather, beautiful location. And when we were done, we were like, we need to do more of this. So ever (laughs) since then, we've, we've just been going. I love it. That's a favorite location for a lot of beasts, too. That's just such a great venue. I love it. And that was back in 2012, was it? It it was. It was uh, when they very first wow. came. Um, I think it might have been the second year they were here. I'm not sure if they were here before, but it was quite some time ago, and I've just been doing it ever since. It's just it's like a great addiction, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, got hooked. Great. Well, how has OCR helped you overcome challenges? Well, I've always been an athlete, but I've never been a long-distance runner. I've always been more of a weightlifter or bodybuilder. I can do bike riding and play a lot of sports for hours and hours, but running has always been my downfall. So in order to get better at OCR events, I needed to figure out a way to up my running game, so I've really taken on the challenge to try and improve my distance running, figure out how I can actually go for one mile or two miles or three miles without getting side cramps, fatigued, starting too quickly and and fizzling out. So OCR has really kind of helped me with the actual running portion of my fitness. That's perfect, Yeah, There's so much to it to learn and and to overcome, and uh, running is definitely a big part of that. And But I've seen you out there. Boy, you're good. You're fast. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you love most about the OCR community? Well, it's just in the past few years that I've really started kind of joining the different groups. Before, it was just a small group of us up here. And I really like how more groups are coming together and they're building these communities 
sharing tips, tricks. People are now building obstacles, and it seems that we're now getting communities and groups to come together and really help each other with fitness goals, exercise goals, you know, really encouraging people to get into exercise and get into fitness. And so I really like a lot of the new OCR communities that are coming out because they're very inclusive. They have a lot of different aspects that really Im- invite everybody from bodybuilders to marathon runners, and we can all come together. We have this one common challenge or event that we're going to do, but we can help each other, you know, overcome what's our weakest point so that then when we get to whatever race that we're doing, we can hopefully get better and better and excel at those races. So I just really like how people that I have met so far at all the different groups are really accepting. They really want to share what they know and they want to take from you what you know so that everybody can get better and I also like the fact that it seems to be putting a spark in people for getting in shape and doing things that they might not do. They might not go for runs. They might not, you know, try and do pull-ups, and they see these mud events, and they want to go do them, and in order to do them, they go, well, I should probably train a little bit. And so people are really getting kind of back into the hook of exercise and keeping that alive is something that is uh, my, my passion for doing a lot of things I do. Yes, that's such a good point. I mean, it just really brings that out in people. And you lead a lot of group events, too. I do. I think, you know, working out by myself is something I can do. And, you know, I've worked out by myself for years. But working out with other people motivates you, yourself, and them to do more. (laughs) I always joke with people and say, who, you know, gets up and says, oh, I'm just going to do 20 burpees by myself or I'm going to do some box jumps because I have nothing else to do. But when you got 10 people standing there staring at you, you're going to do 20 burpees. You're going to do these things, and you're going to push yourself outside comfort zones. And I really think bringing people together in these workout meetups or the WADs or, you know, um, big events that even Spartan puts on for their tours, you really kind of get this sense of, you know, I'm going to push myself and you're going to push yourself. We're going to feed off of that excellent energy and I just really think it brings it brings the best out of the workouts. Yes, definitely. And there was a Spartan um, tour for the college you were coordinating. Unfortunately, we had that snowstorm. <laughs> but um, yes. I think those are so cool. crazy snowstorm right on that weekend. Oh, but that was so cool. You were coordinating it. Getting, I mean, we're doing a great job. And what a fun thing to bring to the colleges to encourage just what you were talking about, to, you know, get people excited yes. and interested. And that was very cool. And are you going to be kind of doing that again later in the year um, or next yeah. year? We're going to try and shoot for next year. Obviously, that snowstorm was kind of a, a freak once-in-a-ten-year yeah. type of a thing, and, yeah. and hopefully it doesn't come back. <laughs> but we right. are going to try. Um, <laughs> the, we have everything all set now. We have all the coordination. We have all of the event planned down. So we don't have a lot yeah. that we have to do uh, to roll it back out. So hopefully um, we can get Spartan to come back out and bring their their front obstacles and do their college sprint series um, on our campus because that would be extremely rad. Oh, it really would. And like you said, all the planning's done. So just be ready to go. That is so cool. 
who um, inspires you? Is there anyone in particular or a group of people that just really inspires you and why? Well, you know, I have my personal inspirations. You know, my dad used to inspire me a lot, um, you know, just that drive of come from nothing and, and, you know, put your hard work in and excel and, and always go forward. And so I'll always have that for my, you know, my personal drive of I always want to be better than I was yesterday or be better at something that I was, you know, maybe not so good at yesterday and always, you know, pushing myself. But I, I also get a lot of inspiration from a lot of the different groups that I belong to. There's all sorts of different people in there that give me kind of that little motivation. You know, I see somebody who might be older than me or younger than me or maybe less fit than me, and I see that person and it inspires me to be better myself. And also, you know, if I can help them or, or do these things, it really kind of gives me that drive to to continue going in the in the fitness area because there can be a lot of stagnation, you know, and it's hard work. And it's hard to do for yourself and for others. And so when you see all these little groups come out and all these people who want to learn, that really gives me a lot of inspiration to keep going and keep putting on workouts and dragging out equipment. You know, people don't see that. They don't see me having to load up my truck for an hour and unload it for an hour. But they're there. And, and, you know, the the thanks that they give me really inspires me to kind of keep going and, and push myself to push everybody else and create good workouts and good communities. So. I have a couple different areas, but I really like the the people who come to a lot of my workouts. They give me a lot of inspiration to keep doing what I'm doing. That's great. Oh. So do you have a favorite OCR memory? Well, I have to go back to Washougal. I mean, that slip and slide is where it's at. Yeah. I um, oh. I have done, done that so many times. I even went... Um, a few years ago with a, a friend of mine who was looking to get in shape and train, and we did the slip and slide like two times. We just ran all the way back up that steep hill because I'm like, I'm doing it again. This is the funnest <laughs> obstacle, if you want to call it, out of all of these things. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are intimidated. It's a very long slide, and it's got that jump at the end. But right. that is one of the funnest obstacles out there. Um <laughs> And I keep, you know, I keep making new memories. I mean, we just traveled down to Arizona for the week, and that was an awesome venue. And so I'm hoping to just, you know, keep seeking other areas and go to different outlets, like maybe go up to Whistler, go to different areas, different mud runs, and really just kind of keep those memories alive. Yeah, that's a great way to do it, discover new things. Oh. Yeah, and that slip and slide. I've never seen that anywhere else. So we're really lucky. I love watching people. Yep. Oh, so tell us something about yourself that few people know, and it doesn't have to be OCR related, but it can be. Well, um, one of the things that I always tell people when I'm done is I really don't like to be rolling in the mud. If they could cut the mud out just a little bit. I know some people like it, some people don't, but, you know, it's just so much mud. Sometimes I'm like, can we just have a little bit less? Because my washing machine really could appreciate less mud. Um, But when it comes to racing and stuff, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but I do, I'm a very clean person. I'm, I have little OCD tendencies trying to keep everything in, in line and everything clean and in its place. So the mud, that's one of the hardest factors for me is, okay, 
I have to go crawl around and I am going to be filthy head to toe. I'm going to have to go get a pedicure and the lady's going to look at me like, what in the world did you do? So that's something that's, that's kind of a little strange. But um, I also taught uh, for about 17 years martial arts. Um, I have a black belt in Taekwondo. Um, I used to teach women's wow. self-defense and tactical shooting. So um, I also have uh, a side where I like to do, you know, teach people how to empower themselves in a, a lot of women's self-defense classes. Um, and, of course, that just really is something that I, I do a little less infrequently now um, than I used to, but uh, it is something that I still uh, enjoy quite a bit. Oh, that is very cool. What a talent, I mean, to do that and then to empower others with that gift. I mean, that's that's so cool. And now you work at the Edmonds Community College, and you work I in do. the with the PE and the nutrition and everything there. So yes, that all ties in. The, yep, it does. I'm the head of the PE and health department, um, and this is my 15th year there, my 20th year teaching. Wow. So I've been teaching human movement, exercise physiology, sports nutrition for 20 years. Wow, that's so cool. My goodness. Uh, so well, what are your goals for 2019 for the rest of the year? Well, uh, this year I've been working on my running goals, so I've got um, – you know, some crazy running friends that I'm trying to convert into some uh, OCR friends. <laughs> and they're hoping to use my run. And, you know, we're doing this little exchange. They might not know it, but, you know, still in the beans. But um, I also did my longest run so far. I did the hot chocolate 15K, uh, which was nice. a huge accomplishment for me. Um, I never thought I'd be able to run that far just a few years ago to run five miles at one uh was exhausting and so to really work up and be able to run that far and without obstacles or breaks or any of those things was a really big thing um i also want to kind of you know just keep working on making myself better and you know i'm getting old enough to know that i, I can't compete with other people i need to compete with me and one of the <laughs> gals that i've met recently you know she says always it's not about being first, but we're going to finish. And I really have kind of taken that on and said, you know, I can't go run every day and lift every day anymore. I need to focus on myself a little bit, heal, stretch, do these things that I never did before because I need to work on myself and not look at everybody else. What are they doing that I can't keep up with? And, you know, that's where I think a lot of people injure themselves and all these repetitive injuries from folks who think they got to go to the gym seven days a week because the other guy did. And so I really just want to work on making myself better, improving my trainings, uh, really asking people at, at workouts, you know, what helps, what doesn't, and, and really kind of evolve those things as well because I always write my training plans, something that I like to do, and I, I want to get some feedback from some other people when they show up and they say, hey, let's add this you know, be a little more open and say, yeah, let's add that instead of, you know, no, I typed this out and this is how we're doing it kind of thing. So, you know, back to let my OCD just chill out a little bit and and <laughs> just get all different inputs on trainings and then, of course, reflect back on myself at the end of the day and say, hey, you need a day for yourself too if you can't do 75 trainings. 
I think 70 is okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, you got to be certain. And do it for yourself. Always 70. No. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's such good advice. So, I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in it and like, oh, I got to keep up and I got to do more. And then when you slow down okay. and think, you know what? I just got to do what makes me happy and and maybe yep. beat my own time or just maybe, you know, whatever. Just go at my own pace and whatever that is, that's good. So, yeah. Yep. Yes. That's really good outlook. Oh. So, something else that we did fairly fairly recently, and it was just a blast, and you were on my team, was the, the ghost <laughs> event. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So, you got to talk about that a little because that was amazing. Oh, my goodness. That was something that I have never done. I never even thought I would ever do such a thing. You know, go put a... A 30 pound backpack on and hike around in a field in the woods and in the dark for 14 hours. And luckily, I convinced one of my friends to do it with me. So we trained for a couple of months. We got backpacks, we got weights, we got headlamps. We would go out in the middle of the night and go walking around at local parks like crazy people with all these bags and lights and whatever and you know we really kind of went out and we had no idea what to expect and i tell you we're already signed up for next year we're ready to go it was a super fun time and the whole teamwork aspect of it you know that building and coming together was really amazing and i was shocked that i could stay up all night and keep going yeah that adrenaline just gets you and you just keep going i was talk too it's like why am i not tired you know this is weird and it gets but, you an hour but i do want to be the team i want to be the team by the woods though that grass was really yeah. cold at three o'clock in the morning oh, and when yeah. someone said it was 40 yeah. degrees and i go i'm covered in ice how's it 40 degrees you right. know i think i want to be in the woods a little bit more than in that grass <laughs> Yes, that was much warmer. You go in that grass bowl, and it was just, you could feel that cold, cold air. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we need yeah. to do more woods events and less, less grass yeah. events. So when, when Adam yeah. does this, when he's doing his building for next year, woods <laughs> is where it's at. The grass is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But otherwise, that was a really... That event was awesome. That was really something. It was. It was funny mentioning the grass because, you know, the grass was damp and dewy, and you're doing these things, crawling over it and running, and and it's wet, and your hands get wet. And then there was a certain point late in in the morning, well, early in the morning, when... We had to crawl on our bellies all the way over to yep. Brian, and all of a sudden, the grass was frozen. It's like, when did that happen? <laughs> I know. I was oh. like, why is this? Fr-? That's when I asked you about your gloves, and I went online, and I bought myself a pair because <laughs> I oh. said, what are, these, what are these gloves you got on here? Because mine are not working. I am going to get me some yeah. neoprene gloves for next year, and I already bought them, and I used them when I did the Spartan build um, a few weeks back. And oh, they they perfect. worked great, and I'm telling you, I'm gonna buy another pair because before they go discontinued or something, they fit good, yeah. they work good, yeah. and kept my hands nice and warm. Yeah, it's amazing. They can be soaking wet, but your body heat just warms mm-hmm. them up, and 
I did an event yeah. and I tried three different pairs of gloves and those were the best. So, yeah. Well, it's kind of oh, funny, you know, awesome. like, I mean, all the planning you do and, you know, I had gloves, I had, the, you know, coat and all these other things, and, but you don't know until you get there. You know, you, you try to plan for it all, but there's always going to be a curveball or something that, you know, mm-hmm. you might not think about. And so it's kind of nice. And this coming ghost that will come up next year, we now have a little more uh, tools in our bucket for training. And maybe there will be some more people around here. We could do some, you know, meetups in some woods and get ourselves ready for everything from buckets on our heads to crawling yes. to carrying <laughs> our bags, you know, something. Something fun like that, but I'm definitely going to take all that sure. that we learned that that night and and add it into some of our workouts that are that are coming up. Yeah, yes, that was absolutely amazing. Everything Adam did, like to come up with all of those ideas and just the way it flowed, it was that was it was just an amazing event. Yep, yep, definitely. I mean, that axe throwing, the pulling of the car. I mean, the bucket on the head, there was just a lot of different things that, you know, as you're doing it, you're thinking, this isn't really too intense or too challenging. But the next day, I tell you, I was just as exhausted, if not more, than running any Spartan race or any other obstacle race I've ever done. It's definitely a physical toll on your person to go walking uh, over 12 miles and 14 hours in the dark. Yes. Yep. It is. And like you said, it doesn't feel like it at the time. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, that was something else. What a cool time. What a great time. So now you talked about running. Do you have any other running races coming up that are just Um, strictly running? Yep. I'm going to do the Snohomish Women's Run this Sunday. Um, Looks like it's going to be a nice uh, event. The only thing that I am not a big fond fan of is all these running events are at eight o'clock in the morning oh, and yeah. I'm not awake until 10. So I'm running asleep <laughs> pretty much most of the time. Oh, no. but, um, <laughs> I do have that one. And then I've got a couple other um, ones that I'm looking at doing some volunteering for and then uh, run the race for. And then of course we're going to do uh, Washougal uh, down in August oh. And then September, yeah. the Snohomish race here, and potentially the Whistler to get that super that a lot of folks miss because of the April disaster. Ah, uh, so. oh wow, boy! Well, gosh, you've got some good good runs lined up, and oh my gosh, that'll be fun. That'll be a really great year. Oh, well, so I just, I just like to keep trying new stuff. Uh-huh. Go yeah, it's fun. Oh, so how, so speaking of doing the new stuff, how, what other things have you done? You've done taekwondo, obstacle course racing, running, ghosts. <laughs> yeah, well, I played softball for you know uh, through all through college. That's I got I had a scholarship to play, and I did that. I've I've tried almost every sport out there, and I'm good at sports that involve throwing things. Um, as, uh, as you saw with the axe, I'm good at throwing things. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> a, a lot of you know, flag football, um, darts. I do um, fun competitive shooting. Um, I, I just like anything that you know. There's a target and I can aim at it, or softball uh, where the ball yeah. is coming and I and I can have that. You know, I'm trying to hit it in a certain location. 
Um, but I really like to do just about any sports that I can participate in. I'm not a big sports watcher because I, I'm just so agitated. I want to get out there and do so, but I really like yeah. to play yeah. just about any, any sports out there. Great. So you mentioned shooting a couple of times. Uh, do you shoot like 22s or, or what, what's your um, go-to? Just about anything. Um, I've done a lot of uh, teaching people with the 22 because it is an entry-level um, type of a handgun or a long gun, depending on what people mm-hmm. are doing. But um, mm-hmm. I, I like mostly 9mm. They're the most fun to shoot, if you will, because mm-hmm. you, uh, for myself, since I'm small, um, they don't have a lot of recoil. They're usually very accurate. They're cost-effective. Um, and you can get all different frames, sizes, small, big. Um, you know, my uh, competition is a 5.25 uh, barrel, so it's a very, very accurate um, handgun. And I just like to, you know, see how well I can hit the targets and and do the different types of um, moves that they do when you go and do um, shooting competitions where they have you move around and you have to learn how to track wow. and aim and focus yourself and focus your breathing and a person like myself with a lot of hyperactive tendencies to calm myself down to be able to do that sport is is kind of like a, a meditative type of a thing. You know, a lot of people think it's like it must be agitating and nerve-wracking, and I actually am the opposite and find it kind of calming because you, you got your headphones on, you can't hear, you're just in your own zone of here's my target, I need to make sure that you know, my person isn't shaking. I'm not breathing too heavy, and I have to focus. And for me, focus is very difficult. So it's something that kind of really helps settle me down and, and you know, get me to zone in on what I'm trying to do instead of just being so sporadic like I am most of the rest of the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's neat. What is, that's really neat, though. One of those things that just gets you focused and gets you in the moment. And yeah, that's very cool. Well, so, um, Mike, did you have anything that you wanted to ask? Not really. I mean, you covered most of it. The only thing I did have to ask, though, is the gloves. What type of gloves are those? Oh. Um, I have uh, the same a- ones that Kim has. Oh. Are you going to go or I can? Oh, go um, ahead. Go I, ahead. Bought, I, bought, I bought neoprene gloves. So they're like a slip-on neoprene glove. They're the same ones that Kim bought off of the Internet. And um, they basically are about a 1.5 mil uh, neoprene. So they're easy to move, very um, – they don't restrict your hand movement. So you can grab things, build things, move stuff. But they um, – because they're neoprene, they really trap in the heat and keep those hands warm. And so when I saw Kim with those at the Ghost and I asked her about them, I went and bought a pair, and I used them already a couple different times. And they do significantly keep your hands warmer, especially when they're wet. Um, They're not very convenient to take on and off. Like if you're thinking about um, some OCR races, I don't know if they would be good um, for being able to do monkey bars and stuff. But if you're not, you know, pinched for time, I mean, they come off pretty easily. So you could just whip them off, put them in your bag or in your pouch and, and, and do an obstacle yeah. if you were concerned that way. But they also make ones that I've noticed that have zippers on the back that might be easier to um, zip off and take off and on. Um, but they, they do help keep the hands warm. And so if people are concerned keeping hands warm for 
runs or, you know, long events if they're doing hurricane heats or something like that, I think they would work really well. Yeah. Generally, I saw some people had I've, some at the, the Seattle race where you could, like, you could almost, like, pop your hands out of them, like, leaving them on, but your oh. hands came out. And then you I could do the obstacles and then put your hands right back in. Yep, they're called so. leg knits, and they're awesome because they will flip off. Yep, they're really great. They're a little bit more floppy, so if I'm doing a hurricane heat or ghost or something, I like the neoprene gloves because, like, um, like Jean was saying, they just fit your hands very tight. Your fingers can move easily, and they're really great that way. But those blade mitts are pretty yeah. cool in their own right. Yeah, I've heard those were great because, like, the problem you're just saying, once you get to an obstacle, you got to take them off. But with the blade mitts, it's like you right. can almost, like, pop your hand out, do the obstacle, and put them right back in and go. And it's like, huh, because that was my yeah. Seattle. For me, the only issue I had was my hands. Other than that, I was okay. Yeah. But so that's kind of what I was trying to figure for later other events where I might, my hands might get cold that, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like as I've gotten older, all the injuries I've had over the years, the second my, my, my hands get cold, all the, like, I broke my hands so many times. Don't ask questions. You don't want to know why, but (laughs) (laughs) I broke my hands quite a bit. I have on my right hand, I have what they call the boxer's fracture, where like my my pinky knuckle, you can't, it's not even there anymore because I broke it so many times. Wow. So once my hands get cold, <laughs> my hands like don't, they don't work. Yeah, so. that's, I'm the same. And I, I, I have, I have rain outs in my fingers and toes. And once they get cold, yeah. I, they're just out. And so, you know, knowing what kind of equipment is, is a really cool thing and sharing equipment that works for people like i never thought i would pay 20 dollars for a pair of fox to go running in and now that <laughs> i have gotten some really good socks some you know polyester wool blends that you can be out running in 30 degree weather and your feet are, are, are soaking wet but not frozen i, I tell you yeah. you know there's there's a lot to do with some of that equipment out there that it will make whether it's a run an ocr it will make it just a better experience you're going to be physically happier and hopefully then you know like the race a little better oh and i I agree i mean i'm one of those ones that i never believed in like i never paid more than like 30 dollars for a pair of shoes because i'm like they're shoes why would i pay more than that Mm -hmm. and then i went to go do a half marathon like this was like 10 years ago trained and trained and my legs i kept getting horrible horrible shin sweats and so I finally, like two weeks before the event, I'm like, I don't think I can do this. I mean, I can't do a 5K without being in so much pain that I can barely walk afterwards. So I went to <laughs> one of the, you know, running stores and they, you know, watched me run. And they're like, you buy these $150 shoes and you'll be fine. And I'm like, I've never spent more than like 30 bucks on shoes. You want me to spend 150 <laughs> I'm like, you're out of your mind. It's like, but okay, fine. So I did it. I bought them. I ran a half marathon two weeks later, not one pain in my legs. Yep. And from that day yep. forward, yeah. like, that equipment matters. Yeah. It's like, wow. It's like it that, that was what showed me. Equipment matters. So that's why I was looking at, like, the – because, yeah, like I said, all the, the breaks in my hands, it's you, – you realize as you get older when you have had injuries that the cold really does not do well with the injuries. So – and for someone like you that has Raynaud's, Raynaud's is all oh, – that's horrible in the cold. Yeah. Your hands just go numb, oh. like, quick. Yeah, it's really so, weird uh, how the, the circulation just, just, just ceases. And when I was at the yeah. Ghost, I was so happy for the fire because 
I took my shoes off. And I tell you, that's why I love those Solomon or quick laces, because I just zip those shoes right off. I put my feet in the fire, boom, put them back on, you know. So, like, learning these little intricacies when you start getting into races or running is really kind of cool. And, you know, one of the things I've, I've really learned is ask people. I used to never ask anybody, you know, what are those gloves or what, are, what is that that you have? Asking people and think, what is that that makes, you know, this easier? You know, what is that you're using that maybe I need to use? Yeah. And those gloves, shoes, you know, running pouches, you know, all of those things. When I see something that I know is super cool and might might be beneficial, I'll, I'll go up random stranger and be like, hey, what is that? You know, and hopefully yeah. they are nice <laughs> enough to tell me. <laughs> well, and you have to. I mean, and it's one of those things I think part of it comes with age because as you get older, which, you know, I know – we're we're all three of us are a little bit older, but as you get a little bit older, you start realizing that sometimes the equipment or they're the, having the right equipment can change an event from this is stupid and I hate this to oh my god this is so much fun, you know. And that was me with running. I hated running, and then once I got the right shoes, it's like hey this isn't so bad, you yeah. know. And I mean like I said, I did a full half marathon without any pain, and it was like wow. This is this is just changes everything, you know. Yep. And after that, it's like okay, for my running shoes, I will pay one hundred fifty dollars for shoes because it, it changes everything. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. And just like the GH Enders, oh my gosh, they make everything so oh, much yeah. more comfortable when it's cold and wet and miserable. And boy, it sure does help. Oh yeah, to have yeah, that whipping be... base layer and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's going to be my next yeah. big purchase, purchase is more GH unders because, yeah, you can never have too many of those. Definitely. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> See, and my oh, next race is until, well, I'm doing a marathon next month, but my next, like, Spartan race is Ooh. until Washougal and then Hawaii. So I've got, like, I've got to get ready for the warm oh. weather. So, yeah, that'll mm-hmm. be my fun. Wow. So. And you're still recovering. You just had a surgery. Not long ago. No, actually, the surgery Plus. got pushed. I'm supposed to have the surgery oh. this Thursday. So I've got Thursday surgery oh. coming up, and literally I'm going to have surgery, and then I have a full marathon like four weeks later. Oh, dear. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh boy. Four or five weeks. Oh, boy. Yeah. The marathon's June 9th. So it's the same weekend as the rock and roll, but it's not the rock and roll. Right. So I'm doing the, the tunnel marathon, wow. and it starts in uh, Snoqualmie Pass, and you run down to North Bend. It's 26 miles downhill, which oh, I'm doing that. Scares me. Well, I'm doing the half. Yeah, you know, I did that the me. last few years, and it's it's pretty cool. It's you'll you'll have a great time. I just I worry about it because I, I I've had bad knees for 20 years. I, I destroyed my knees in high school, and. Uh. Everyone always is like, oh, downhill's better. I'm like, not on your knees. No. Now, when I blew right. my knee, I blew my knee running at, you know, this, the rock and roll half marathon in 2012. It was down the backside of one of those hills on Beacon Hill. Because oh, trying to go oh, downhill, God. just that, that pressure on your knees. And I, my knee just went. Yeah. And it, you know, it changed oh. everything. And that's just, so downhill scare me. Because, like, yeah, that changed everything. I went from 280 pounds to... 180, and then I blew my knee, and I was right back to 250. So oh, it was kind of like, you know, that that little, you know, 
that little thing to always downhill is always the part that I'm fine going uphill. I'll go uphill all day long. I'll complain about it and I'll hate it, but I'll do it. But downhill <laughs> scares me. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, luckily with that one, it's a one percent grade. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll There's be there. The though, iron, so it'll be iron good. horse. The iron horse marathon. Again, yeah, iron. Yes. I did the half yeah. last year. That was pretty cool. Isn't it called the tunnel? It might be a different one, like it's like the tunnel marathon or oh. something. I did the Iron Horse know. half last year. It was from North. Well, we ended in North Bend or started. They took a. We it might be the Iron Horse. Us up a hill and we ran down the hill on a train. We ran via like train tracks or something. That sounds like it. That yeah. sounds like the right one. See, it's one of those ones that my friend Don. He was like, "Hey, we should do this." I'm like, "Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. I'll sign up next week." And all of a sudden, I got an email <laughs> 10 minutes later saying, hey, you're signed up. And I'm like, what? He's like, it was going to sell out, oh. so I just bought you a ticket. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, <laughs> I, need to, I need some more friends like that to buy me some uh, some Savage races oh, and uh, I, some I of these them, other I, you know? <laughs> I, I paid him back with a Spartan race. We, we, we made a trade. Yep. Made a trade. He's doing That's Montana good. this weekend because I, I gave him the Montana race. But Well, good. Um. But then he also signed me up for the Seattle Marathon this year because him and his daughter volunteered, and he's like, well, she doesn't want her volunteer coat, so here you go. You're doing the Seattle Marathon with me. Oh, my like, oh, gosh. <laughs> like, I did one marathon two years ago, and I said that was it. I was never doing another one. Now I'm signed up for two more. I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Friends in all the right places. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are lucky that we have so many opportunities in this area. You know, gosh, there's always yeah. a fun race you can find and stuff you can do. And oh, oh yeah, it is, and that's the best part is finding. You know, we have one. We do one one five k at least a five k a month as a family. So that's neat. You know, so. And sometimes it ends up being a virtual one because we just can't find one that works with our schedule. So we'll just buy one of the virtual ones. But we go out and we do. We figured out exactly from our house, the park across the street, the full loop, and back to the house is like 3.3 miles. So oh, nice. we'll go do that and, and call that a virtual race. And So we, we try and do one as a family every month. I think we've almost, it's almost like two years. I think we've only missed like one month. So. Wow. And that was because. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, that that is, is. cool. It gets us, it kind of gets everyone motivated and tries to get everyone out doing stuff. So it's good. So yeah, and it gives us that. Yeah. Thing I like about the races. Yeah, races yeah. get you motivated, get you doing something that you might not do, which is which is a really cool thing. It is, it is, and that's why I started doing Spartan in the first place. It was one of those I just decided on a whim to do one by myself, and ended up with now I'm in the beast and they kind of sucked me into their group and it works great for me. I love it. So it's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's neat. So yeah, I didn't have anything else, man. I just want to know about the gloves and then we kind of went off on a whole nother tangent, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's fun. Well, great. Well, I don't think I had anything else offhand. Uh, Jeannie, do you have anything else you wanted to share, wanted to add, you know, things you're doing? Yeah, I just hope that, you know, more, if anybody needs a workout in their area, let me know. I got a lot of equipment. Um, if anybody wants to, you know, 
collaborate together and do something fun or, you know, do a, a, our own little virtual OCR challenge somewhere. That would be pretty cool. Um, otherwise, That's I'm just going to, you know, keep keep doing workout meetups on the weekends and, and invite everybody and anybody who wants to come and roll around out in the parks with us. Right on, I've seen posts. They look really great. They look like a lot of fun. I got to get up to one. Hopefully, after I, I after I heal from surgery and all that, and start getting back up to where I should be, I, I want to get up to one of those. So. Oh yeah, we even have. Um, yep. I know you guys know G. He's he is just amazing. Oh, yeah. Even when he couldn't oh, run, he yeah. would come to the the meetups and. And you know, encourage us all and take pictures and more pictures oh. and and then say, let's oh. do it like this can make it harder. And we're going, why are you making oh. it harder? You're not even doing it. Get out of here. You know, but it, it's just it makes it fun with other friends. You know. Jeez, oh, yeah. yes. I have so many great pictures from the Hawaii in 2016 because he was like he had his selfie stick with him on the race, and we got so many great pictures. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, that's funny about him trying to make it harder from the sidelines because he looks so innocent. <laughs> and, look at uh-huh. him and then he comes over and he's like, let's do it like this. And you're going, wait a minute, you're not even doing this. And he's like, yeah, but this is better. And then he laughs and he gets his camera and he says video recording and you're in pain and he's just laughing and you're like, and it's, it's a great time. And he's such an awesome dude. So. I love it. He is. He is. He is. Well, if you head up there, Mike, maybe we can carpool because, you know, we can be the South Ender, the South Ender representation. (laughs) Definitely. Well, especially since I've got a, I've got a couple new um, uh, ideas. I posted in one of my uh, workout meetups. You know, we need to bring gallon jugs, empty ones, and. Everybody's like, what do you mean we need empty gallon jugs? What are we going to do with these? I'm like, that don't you worry. <laughs> you just bring an empty gallon jug, and uh, we're going to meet over by Lake Washington, and, you know, who knows uh-oh. what we might do with these jugs. <laughs> oh, it's, those are the funny ones. I don't know if you saw the South Sound, the last South Sound workout of the day, and we had the Beaster Egg Hunt. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Oh. Where we took yep, the Atlas yep. Balls. And we had everyone picking up the Atlas balls and running and hiding in them while somebody yep. counted. And then that person had to yep. go run and find the Atlas balls. And that was our beaster egg hunt. Yep. So, oh, and I we pretty it. much said we need to, we want to make more, more Atlas balls, different sizes, like anywhere from like softball size up to like, you know, big ones and do this, just do it, do it all over the place. Like have a yep, bunch of them definitely. that we hide and have a huge one. So, I mean, it was, it was, yep. and it was what one of those crazy idea. ideas. We're like, huh, let's try this. You know, yep. and it ended up being just a blast. So it kind of, you know, and the, we've well, got my Atlas balls that I have. They're they're small enough that you can pick them up and carry them and walk with them. They're not the 90-pound mm-hmm. ones that you have at Spartan. I think the biggest one's like 60. Uh, so they're enough that you can play and do stuff like that with them. So it's right. a, well, that's definitely something a I'm going to do A five-gallon water jug, you know, then you don't have to cart a five-gallon heavy thing to an event you just have to know that there's maybe a hose at the local uh, park yeah. and you know you just well, you don't even need a hose but you got a jug and fill it up you're yeah. in like washington you just submerge well, and take the lid off yeah. there you go <laughs> well that's kind of the plan of that <laughs> but uh, there'll be some hiking and running and filling jugs and dumping jugs and who knows what else 
But, uh, you know, it, it, it's part of the, somebody said to me, I did a race and my feet were wet and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, well, let me just write that down and we'll incorporate that into our workout. So, no worries. <laughs> you learn quick on some of them. Because that yeah, was like Hawaii, yeah, the first year in Hawaii. You start off, you start off in a river. You literally yep. go like 100 oh. feet and go straight into a river. And then you're out. Yep. And in Hawaii, it was pretty much, there was never a time your feet would dry. It was like one of those things where it felt like your feet might start to be drying and you'd hit water again. So they made yeah. sure oh, that like no. pretty much oh. the whole beast, you never had dry feet. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot oh, of races God. like that, you know, that you're you're soaking wet the whole time. So we're going to incorporate that into some, some fun training. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Nice. I like that idea. Yeah. Perfect. Well, if nobody has anything else, I, I guess we're going to wrap this one up. Great. Well, so, this has been a lot of fun learning more about you. Yeah, it I think been. so. A lot of it fun. Well, right. neat. All right. Well, well thank you, ladies. Thanks for chatting with me. Yeah. You guys have well, a wonderful yeah. day, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yep. All right. Soon. Sounds great. Okay. Thanks, Jeannie. Right, take Thanks, care. Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.